0: Uh, Jonathan Mummy is our guest today. Jonathan was an intern. His lovely wife grew up in this congregation. Uh, they have a lovely child. She's outside, but if we talk too loud, then... Um, right there. Okay. No, that's good. We're all good. It's probably where I'm standing. Uh, Westfield House is the place. Um, just by putting it out there, you know, we had a couple of trips where we went to Westfield House and did some stuff. We have an invitation on the table to go Do a work camp or two or five at Westfield House again. So if any of you have interest in going to England and spending a week in Cambridge and having some fun and and doing some work, kind of get to me. That thing takes a little bit of planning, but we can make that work. Um, Jonathan is just finishing up with a doctorate in Tübingen. There's no place more rigorous in part because you have to not only do it all in German, but you have to please the Germans. And uh, everyone knows how difficult this can be. So, uh, But they they, uh, you know, they push you and push you and push you, and now they've had the final draft for nine months, and we need to push them back a little bit. So he should be done soon. Uh, but anyway, Westfield House is the place that we always support. If you've got a little money, throw it in the basket, and we'll send it that direction. Uh, he'll pray, and then a little bit about what's happening there right now. He is actually considered a missionary deployed by the president of the Senate to Westfield House as a gift and so is uh, a tutor there, one of the
1: two uh, tutors at Westfield House.
0: So that should do it. Um, let's pray and
1: have some fun. There you go. Let us pray. O oh Lord Jesus Christ, you who entered Jerusalem on a donkey, grant that we might, with the saints of all ages, hail you as our King and receive the salvation that you bring. Amen. Whatever. First of all, a very big thank you uh, on a number of levels. It brings my heart joy to be here again. Uh, I'm not sure how cognizant everyone is of that, but my wife, Rachel, is again, and I am now for the first time a member at St. John Lutheran here. We are deployed as missionaries through the LCMS's Board for International Mission assigned to England where she does communications, recruiting, and working to expand and um, strengthen our support and donor network. I wear the hats of tutor for systematic theology and church history, assistant pastor at Resurrection Lutheran Church right next to Westfield House, and theological advisor for um, LCMS World Mission in our Eurasia region, which is basically the Ural Mountains east through the British Isles and down to the Mediterranean. But that means we get to also be members of an LCMS congregation. And for a number of months now, we are here. Um, and it's, just, it's a joy to be then with you in the liturgy this morning. As some of you were coming in, I got a chance to hand a few of these out, but not everybody got one. And some very kind people are willing to bring you a bit of written information if you would just sort of indicate to them that you'd like to have some. They're going to go around right now. It looks like they flooded us, so I'm going to give you everything I have. There we go. The other thing I'm going to circulate is um, a sign-up sheet. This is not an obligation to anything. This is just you saying, you can keep me in touch with the work that is going on at Westfield House as you send out... We'll have to see. if We do it every two months or quarterly, but we're going to resurrect Westfield House's newsletter and would love to send that out to as many people as are interested as a PDF attachment to an email address. So I'll send that around. Don't steal my pen. It's the only one I have. These are the austerity measures of the British coalition (laughs) government. So I'm being given your Bible study hour this morning to talk about Westfield House, which this congregation has already had some contact with them, but some of you, that may be something new to your ears, or you might not quite know what it is. So I will talk a little bit about our work, our history, what I do there, the students we serve, and the role that we play in a larger Lutheran world and a larger constellation of confessional Lutheran education in that world. So... If I were to just say very briefly what Westfield House is, it is the House of Studies, the Theological House of Studies, of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England. And that means it's neither a seminary nor a college, although it kind of looks like both of those things. We're a house of theological studies attached to Fitzwilliam College of the University of Cambridge, and we educate students from literally all over the world Uh, a goodly number of them being on uh, study abroad programs from the United States. So I'll say more about that as the presentation goes along, but just to give a little bit of facts about how that all got started, where we've been, and where we are today, uh, a bit of Westfield House history. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary, which means if you turn things back to 1962, that's when Westfield House was founded, when a man by the name of William Arndt, was over in Cambridge working on a lexicon of the New Testament. If you go into your pastor's studies, you will certainly find the Bauer, Arndt, Danker, Gingrich lexicon of the New Testament on their shelves. And he looked around and said to himself, there are three different stripes of Anglicans in this town who have houses of theological study, Methodists, Presbyterians, Roman Catholics. Why not Lutherans? And so a young pastor um, who has made several visits to this congregation... Uh, was called up from London where he had been sent by the LCMS as part of church planting that we were doing there at that time and became the first preceptor of Westfield House, Reverend Norman Nagel, who became Reverend Dr. Norman Nagel in those years. Just a few pictures from back then. Uh, we had the Archbishop of Latvia, Janis Vanags, uh, preach for our 50th anniversary. That was sort of in accord with 50 years ago when Bo Geert, you may have read his book, The Hammer of God and others, uh, gave the opening address there at Westfield House as it opened as a house of theological studies. Off on the left there, you see a very young Norman Nagel, the first preceptor of Westfield House as the house was being dedicated. And this is what that would have looked like back in those days. For those of you who have been there, you know that we have an addition now on that end of the house That resurrection is sort of just around the corner of Lutheran Church, and the big exciting news is that in September of 2010, we dedicated a new residence hall just across the street where the parking lot of the church used to be, which means that we actually have more student capacity now in terms of residential possibility than we've ever had before. One of the things that I will be saying this morning is that Westfield House plays a unique role in a larger constellation of Lutheran theological education in the world, and that part of what we do uniquely is give people a chance to study in an environment that very often has the tendency of making good theological scholars of them. And so if you look back at an old picture from the 70s, there's a little bit of proof here in this pudding. Um, An old Martin Franzman came over there and taught uh, theology in his latter days, but he's standing next to a very young Jim Veltz who's been teaching theology at Concordia Seminary St. Louis for, oh, 25, 30 years now. And also in that line is a very young Andrew Bartelt, who has been the academic dean there for some time. Also in this group, on the very end, you see our preceptor, Reg Quirk, just off of a tour with the monkeys as a roadie. (laughs) He, he, sorry, I couldn't resist. He shook his head when I showed him this presentation. He said, oh, I thought I had destroyed all the negatives. So. Now, some of you may have been to England. For some of you that may conjure up thoughts of things, uh, you will know that perhaps Oxford is called the City of the Dreaming Spires. Well, we don't surrender all spires to Oxford in Cambridge. Here you see King's College Chapel looking out across the backs. Perhaps you listen to their boys' choir each year on Christmas. But they refer to us in Oxford, in the little rivalry that we have, as aspiring dreamers, as if the Cambridge people are just kind of off there in the clouds doing what they do. I will happily this morning take that pejorative title of the Oxford rivals and run with it. And say, yes, that is what we are. We are a bit of dreamers, and that's okay with us. And that's part of what it means to do education in the Cambridge context. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the students that we have there, but to do that, I want to set just a little bit of a background in terms of Cambridge. When students in Cambridge study what they study, especially in the humanities, they don't do it like people in the United States do. You don't come in and have a syllabus and you're told when your midterm and when the quizzes are going to be and when your reaction paper is going to be and the three-page thing you need to write and when the exam is going to be and you get your credits and you're done and you're out which is an okay way to be educated. is how I was educated most of the way along. But in Cambridge, students are pulling all the way through an academic year in about four or five different topics, getting ready for examinations at the end of the year. And the examinations are really all there is to it. You pass them or you don't, that's it. And the way that they get ready for these is by reading in their discipline. If you talk to a Cambridge student, they won't tell you what they study. They'll tell you what they read at university. So they're reading all of this material that the faculty has said you need to read to get ready for these exams. They're going to lectures, very traditional. Somebody stands up there and just talks for an hour and then exits the room. They get to hear about uh, things that pertain to the exams they're going to be taking. But the key thing in all of this educational process is they're meeting weekly or at least every two weeks with a scholar, a tutor, who is helping them digest what they're hearing, digest what they're reading, and... We might say forcing them to chew through that and kick it out in analytical fashion week by week as they write something, uh, smaller essays that get them ready to sit for these three-hour examinations at the end of the year. Students at Westfield House get to work in that kind of an environment. And that's maybe not an environment for everybody. The students that tend to do the best at Westfield House tend to be bright, analytical thinkers who are self-motivated. They have access to lectures at Cambridge University, which tends to be something that broadens people's horizons. If you come over there and study the Reformation, you can actually sit at the feet of scholars, not me, who have written 700-page books on these sort of topics. So they get a chance to learn from some of the best scholars in the world. That's one poll of where the educating goes on. The other is the small Lutheran faculty we have at Westfield House, myself, another tutor, and our preceptor. So I've said a little bit about what Westfield House is, a house of theological studies of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England. It functions as their seminary, but any of you who know anything about the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England would know that it's so small that it would be dwarfed maybe by a large congregation in the Chicago area in size and certainly by any circuit in the Missouri Synod, which means that the British students that we educate for the ministry only come along about once every decade. So the students that we have there are international students coming on exchange programs from universities and seminaries in North America, but also students from Europe, the developing world, and the third world who are looking to actually get degrees either via the University of London or through Cambridge University and have us tutor them through those studies. So it's a place where, really, Lutheran theology happens in a very vibrant and personal setting, students interacting with tutors constantly, and a place where church leaders from all over the world are being trained. So there are two kinds of students that come to Westfield House. There are those who need to actually do a degree in the United Kingdom. We have students this year from a number of different countries, and some of them are pursuing this. Uh, We are in the process of being recognized as an, an affiliate study center of the University of London, their Heathrow College. And in three years, through the University of London, we prep students for requisite exams so that they can attain a Bachelor of Divinity, which in sort of the old European educational scheme is a little bit like a Master of Divinity qualification towards service in the church. For them, then, we also tack on the Westfield House Diploma, So you have a central curriculum of theology here worked out by some top-notch scholars. We teach this from a Lutheran perspective and add to that some things that aren't a part of it, like going through the Lutheran confessions. I was just teaching Luther's catechisms to a deaconess student. Or going through Lutheran dogmatics, teaching people to preach sermons, practical theology, pastoral education, and some other things get rolled into that. Other students are ones who are already involved in degree programs and come over to study either for a semester or an entire year. So your vicar came as a semester as a River Forest student a number of years ago, took uh, one semester worth there. We also have had a long-standing exchange program both with Concordia Seminary St. Louis and Concordia Theological Seminary Fort Wayne. That's how I went and studied there now a decade ago. Very exciting is what I just mentioned is that we have new uh, programs now with undergraduate universities. Concordia Chicago, Irvine, Ann Arbor are sending us students. Rachel and I had conversations with this, this week with Concordia University, Nebraska, Concordia University, Wisconsin, and also with Valparaiso University about possibly sending students. Interestingly enough, I had somebody contact me on Facebook from uh, the Wisconsin Synod's College in Milwaukee who now seems they would like to do the same thing. So what these students do is they go through classes or modules at Westfield House that their home institution recognizes for credit according to their course catalog, but they get to do it in this dynamic environment of going to lectures at Cambridge University, being tutored in-house, and pulling forward then to writing of papers which we use then to assess them. Now, I've already mentioned that Westfield House has a certain capacity in its Cambridge context to sort of build and equip people to be future theologians and scholars in the church. We do more than that, but I think for a small institution, we have a strong capacity for playing that role. If you were to look at the seminary faculties today, and this figure has gone down with the retirement of people like Norman Nagel, Lou Brighton, and Ron Feuerhahn, you would still find five faculty members at our two seminaries. Twenty-seven of our former Westfield House students have gone on to do advanced degrees and are now serving in the U.S., Um, 17 of our former students are now teaching either at the university or seminary level. And um, just looking at sort of the international or the cost, we've served 20 countries over the years, and right now this figure hasn't been adjusted in a couple of years. It probably should be 15. But we do all of that for about $15,000 a year, including board costs. So this is Westfield House today. Here are some of our current students. Uh, We have a total of 13 this year from Madagascar, South Africa, Ghana, India, Mexico, and the United States. Six of those are studying toward ordination. One of those is already an ordained pastor from Ghana. One studying toward deaconess certification, a DCE student from Concordia, Chicago, and a couple of others who are studying theology as a part of their program and going on to some sort of church service but don't sort of fit in those other categories. These are the countries that we've been privileged to serve uh, over the years, and I am hoping and pretty confident that that list will extend itself in the future. Just a few pictures um, from student life this year and last year. A couple of these are from our new residence hall, Luther Hall. If you've been there, perhaps with a work group in the past, you know that all of the students used to actually live up on the second floor of Westfield House. Well, we've now had a chance to expand our library. Faculty offices, staff offices have moved up to the second floor, and we now have room for 23 over at Luther Hall, which doesn't sound like a large number, but is about three times of what we could do in the past. So a few of these photos, here they are on Castle Hill. If you go down the hill, this is where William the Conqueror had his fortress. You can go to the Castle Pub. Um, here are some students from last year. This is a wonderful Westfield House story. This young man here, Samuel Siika Virta is from the Luther Foundation, the confessional movement afoot at, in the, within the state Lutheran Church of Finland. We've had, over the course of the last years, the chance to, uh, to educate some Finnish students who are really, as confessional Lutherans, ostracized within their own church. Uh, two of those have now been ordained, one serving in England, one back serving in Finland. Samali has done the the undergraduate degree at Cambridge. He has done a master's and is currently working on a Ph.D. in New Testament looking at ethics and baptism in Romans. So here's a young man who comes from a church that, based on his confessional stance, would really like to put him off off at the edge and sort of ignore them out of existence, and he is getting uh, an advanced degree from what is right now the number one-rated university in the world. This is the kind of thing that Westfield House can do and help plays a role in in service of a larger Lutheran church. Tim and Hannah Heath, do you? there's got to be a connection to Hannah here. Was her dad the vicar here at one point? Yeah, they were out at Westfield House last year, came to visit us in Berlin, are currently on vicarage somewhere in California, and I believe there's a third member to that family now. Are some of our students from last year um, and this year... Uh, Jean and his wife, Aina, are from Madagascar. This is a really delightful story. Jean is now there in the first year of the Bachelor of Divinity, which means he'll be with us another two years to wrap up his BD. Then we'll do the Westfield House diploma, and he will go back to Madagascar as a highly educated person for his country's context. His wife, sadly, is no longer with us, but it's because uh, they just had a baby back in Madagascar, and so they're, they're living apart for the moment. We're hoping that we can get her a visa and get her back to England. Some of our young ladies this year are doing some Christmas shopping out at the market. Um, two of our students taking a punt ride down the cam. You can see that they suffer um, having to live and study in Cambridge. <laughs> So this is just in summary of a few of the things that I've said. What does Westfield House offer students? We offer them intimate instruction from Lutheran professors. I haven't taught a single thing this year where I've had more than three students in front of me. Access to theology lectures at the University of Cambridge, an accredited degree program through the University of London, and a chance to read theology. That is to say, a chance to pursue their discipline in a way that they've maybe never done it before. That, for me, was the moment when sort of the leash came off. I had always been a good student, but I was kind of always like that dog who was pulling a little bit, and I got there, and somebody said, okay, just go have a run, and, uh, and that was great. If I was up at 2 in the morning with a book, uh, I was there because I wanted to be, because somebody had piqued my interest and said, well, think about this, and there I was and had a chance to do it. That's the year that turned toward everything that followed. So that's my testimonial. Uh, Marcus Beike from Forsyth, Montana, your vicar. Others will tell you other things. Westfield House was very influential in my Lutheran theological studies. During my brief time there, my eyes were opened to the worldwide impact of confessional Lutheranism. I shared a house and classroom with students from the U.K., the U.S., Brazil, Finland, Australia, and Africa. I was truly blessed to spend a semester there. This allows students to get out there, to see something, to do something, and that sort of a capacity, um, I would say, makes them well-served to serve in that sort of a wider world. I told you a little bit about Jean. Um, Katie is a deaconess student from Fort Wayne, so not only does she go to lectures at Cambridge University, She studies in the house with the rest of the students, but she also has a practical educational uh, element to what she's doing. We've organized an internship for her out at the University Hospital Addenbrooks, where she works as an intern on their chaplaincy team. So in these next couple of slides, I'm going to just... There's a few of you who have been there. Some of you know a fair bit about Westfield House. Some of you may be hearing about it for the first time. I'm new there. I've been there for 10 weeks. I have one term behind me, and I'm going to talk to you now from my heart a little bit, happily, as a dreamer with some aspirations. I think that Westfield House has an important work to do in a larger nexus, a larger constellation of Lutheran confessional education in the world. President Matthew Harrison's administration in St. Louis right now is setting a real accent on Lutheran higher education in the mission work that we're doing throughout the world. Westfield House can play the unique role in that that it does because of our Cambridge context. There is nowhere in the English-speaking world of Lutheranism that an educational institution has the connection that we do to a place like Cambridge University. It is our job to maximize that connection put it to the use of our students, and let that be a place where Lutheran theology also engages with the larger theological academy. Now, that's going to mean a number of things if you break that down into some facets. One of those that I would like to see is that instead of Westfield House maybe being heard of for the first time by people, that it becomes a recognized name for confessional Lutheran education on the other side of the Atlantic. If you want that sort of thing in America, there are places for that. And that is wonderful, and we are the partners of those places. But if you get across to Europe, that gets a little bit more difficult, especially if you want to do some Lutheran study in English. We can be that place. We are to some degree, but we're turning a corner into more. I would also like to see an expanded student body. When I was there, you could have about 10 students in the house at any given time. We now have capacity for 23, and if we looked at some other properties that we own around Cambridge and whatnot, that could actually grow beyond that number. To do that sort of work, um, which is part of the reason I'm standing in front of you today, means that we need a broad and strong support basis behind us. This congregation has already, thankfully, been playing that role for a number of years. Westfield House in the 1990s um, was going through difficult times, Uh, A former alumnus who was then a pastor in Houston brought a a non-for-profit organization together in the United States. If you look at the back of these flyers that were handed out, you can see a little bit more of the information about Friends of Westfield House that allows for tax-deductible, charitable giving in the United States. Every dollar that goes there eventually shows up at Westfield House. We basically say we need it for this, we need it for that, and they send it over. Um, That's part of being, thank God, part of the larger body of Christ. Uh, In some ways, and it's a real joy to me this morning to be back here, in some ways you sometimes feel like a Lutheran in England, that you're out there really on the end of the world. Uh, You feel a little bit alone, and you are given a lot of tasks to do. But the larger reality is the fact that we stand together with a much larger body of Christ, And it might be our job over there to think and to speak and to teach, but we can't do that without sort of the backbone and the heart of the body of Christ enabling us to do that. And that's where people like this congregation and like yourselves play a role in the work that we do. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about how that can happen as a congregation, but the list that I'm sending around would allow me to put you on our email newsletter list, to keep telling you more about Westfield House, and to give you the chance to support us personally if you wanted to. So a great thing about being a student there is you get to have use of the Cambridge context. I'd actually like to see Lutherans then eventually, a generation or so down the line, give us a decade maybe, contributing scholarly to that Cambridge context. If you show up and you can show your mettle a little bit and prove that you're at least competent in what you do, uh, that you're gentlemanly and you're just there to play along, Uh, it can probably happen that the scholars at Westfield House get pulled into sort of the larger discussion and duties of theology that are going on all over that university. That would be excellent. Um, This is exactly the kind of place that one wants to see Lutheran theology going on and making a contribution. So there are all kinds of ways that people can support us. You're already doing that today just by having us here, letting me talk, listening, being interested. Somebody told me today, we pray for you every day. We need those prayers every day. Thank you. I hope I'm giving specificity to those prayers. You can ask questions. Um, Email us. Talk to us. We'll be happy to inform you as much as we can. As Pastor Brusick mentioned, we'd love to have people over. Come see us. Come be a part of that community's life. See what our students do. See our facilities. We'll tell you more firsthand about what we do and the place where we do it. You can come and work. Um, I can actually remember being there with a couple of these gentlemen when I popped over from Germany who were taking their vacation time, uh, cutting flooring, putting in a much-needed new floor there, Uh, the table in our library, so much of the furnishings at Old Westfield House, they go back to the kindnesses of St. John. And I want to say here in behalf of my institution that I am sorry that we have not always played the best partners in that work in the past. If people like yourselves want to support us hands-on in the work that we do over there, it is our job to roll out the red carpet to make that happen in the best way possible, and I will do my best to see that happen if somebody from St. John decides they want to do that again in the future. And there's a chance for people to give. Some of our students who come across with um, recognized study abroad programs, they sort of have a tuition package in place. It's not so difficult. But if you're from India or Madagascar or South Africa there is a price tag attached to such education and that's not one that people from those countries can usually carry but it's one that we're working on helping be carried um, from such resources as are present in congregations such as your own and perhaps if you're a young person thinking about going to service in the church want to study some theology that University of London BD is one of the most well recognized BDs in the world it's a great place to be um, talk to me about that, if that's something that rings a bell with you. So, you've listened to the talk of an aspiring dreamer. I will button my lip and happily take some questions at this point. I think we have about eight minutes. Mueller will let, you know. Mueller will <laughs> let me know. All right. Jonathan, where are you? When I hear the organ playing, I've got to go. Can I answer any questions? This is a a, a delightfully large group, but uh, if you put your hand up and shout at me, I'll be happy to answer. Yes, please. Well, if I set that just at the membership of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England, I don't actually know what that figure is, but I know that there are about a dozen congregations and that at a strong congregation on a Sunday morning, you might have 35 to 40 people worshiping. Many of these congregations are struggling simply to keep the lights on and, you know, buildings above a level of being condemned. Some of them uh, can't pay their pastors full-time. The church, honestly, at some places, looks like it may have to turn to a worker-priest model. I'm not sure that I believe in that have to, but the almost the existential level of um, financial difficulty through the church is very, very real. So it is small. It's basically a church plant of the Missouri Synod that started going on after World War II, and about the mid-80s, the Missouri Synod kind of said, you need to do this on your own. There was less American service personnel over there, sort of filling the pews of the congregations. The Missouri Synod shuts the faucet off, and 25 years later, we're still struggling with that. But... It's an important place to have Lutherans. It's an important place to, God willing, have a clear confession of the gospel, both as teachers and as congregations. I saw a hand two back here, one at the first table, and then I'll get to Jonathan. Yes, um, we just a month ago had an Anglican Lutheran group that met at, um, at our church at Resurrection, so our preceptor was present for that meeting. One of the things that Westfield House could be a part of but that we haven't done yet is become part of the Cambridge Theological Federation. That's all of these other houses of study, you know, the Methodists, the Presbyterians, different stripes of Anglicans, Orthodox, Roman Catholic, and maybe one other. Uh, If we can do that, it sort of just takes the manpower and somebody doing that, then you become part of a larger discussion within Cambridge University about how theological education is done. And might even get the chance to have some of those students coming into Westfield House and being taught material from a Lutheran perspective. Part of the difficulty of what you're talking about is, is that the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England is in some ways so small that it misses some people's radar screens. So God willing, that won't always be that way, but that's the truth of the matter right now. Jonathan, you had a question? I was just
0: gonna say
1: that's my wife, Rachel, a daughter of this congregation. Rachel Connell, uh, daughter of Chuck and Linda, and standing back there with our daughter, Miranda, who turned seven months old yesterday and usually takes a nap right about now. <laughs> Thank you. Can I take any more questions? Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, for me, as a missionary over there... It's like I'm almost, I don't know how you'd say that, a step back on that sort of an an evangelism food chain. (laughs) I don't know how really to talk about that. But I get the chance as a tutor at Westfield House to educate people who will go back to their context in what for us and for a lot of the world, well, every place in the world right now is a mission field. England, too. In terms of the congregations, um, very, very typical. It is. It really depends on the pastor and the congregation. It can be anything from almost less than nothing going on to some really interesting and good stuff. Uh, a friend of mine is a pastor, a Canadian guy, a young fellow at a North London congregation. And he's out there in his community sort of any way he can be. He's he's a chaplain for a group that's a little bit like the boy scouts but sort of in line with the naval program in Britain. But Traditionally, they have chaplains. Well, why not a Lutheran chaplain? It puts them in touch with all kinds of families, all kinds of young people. He and his wife do a lot of choral stuff for kids in their congregation, um, which gets them into the community. So he's really good about sort of mixing through his neighborhood and what's going on there in any way he can. Another really exciting thing that is just about to begin is Lutheran radio in England. Um, This is partly funded through the LCMS. They have brought over a a Lutheran pastor from Brazil who has experience in radio broadcasting, and he is about to put a radio station. Um, I don't know if it's on the air or on the Internet. I'm not quite sure which way it's working or both, but soon uh, we will have a voice in England as, as a Lutheran church. So he's constantly, you know, I gave an address for the 50th anniversary of Westfield House, and you get an email from him, and, you know, can I talk through this with you and make it into an interview and whatnot. So there are things afoot um, with the capacity that we have. (coughs) If I look at my watch, I can probably take one or two more shortly. Is that correct? We Prussians want to be punctual. So uh, (laughs) Four four minutes? All right. Anything else from anyone? Yeah, we we don't actually follow a semester schedule. Cambridge is still on basically a trimester, so we have Michaelmas, Lent, and Easter terms, each named for the season of the church year or the holiday that precedes them. And so those each last about 10 weeks. The typical Cambridge student then would spend some time writing and researching in the break and then maybe go run around for two weeks uh, of the remaining four. So... Um, For example, then, when our students come over on semester exchange programs, those who come in the fall get what they get a little bit more um, intense, a little bit more drinking from a fire hose fashion. Uh, But with the richest lecture selection at Cambridge University, the ones who come in the spring semester, they sort of get to pull from two different terms, but there's a little less going on at the university. A typical day at Westfield House starts out with... um, some sort of morning chapel at 8.20, basically a sung office, matins, or morning prayer. And then uh, that ends about 8.40, and by 9 o'clock, lectures, classes are starting up in-house. But some of the students then are off to lectures at the Divinity Faculty at 9, and usually the day from about 9 to 3 is spent with students you know, going to their various lectures and classes and whatnot. Things are usually winding down by about mid-afternoon in terms of things being offered, and then the evening or later afternoon is when they're working on their studies. Is that kind of what you were? Okay. I can maybe do one more. Then I'll to close and vest. Silence. Okay, I've to talked to you out. Well, then let me just end by once again expressing my heartfelt thanks and joy at a chance to be here with your congregation on this day in the liturgy. It actually personally strengthens me to be here. So it's been really salutary for us as well. Thank you for your support and interest over these past years. And we look forward to what we hope is another chapter of a wonderful cooperation between Westfield House and St. John. Thank you. Then let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, author and perfecter of our faith, focus our eyes on you as you make your way to the cross this holy week. And grant that we might shun neither paths of darkness nor suffering, for you are with us. Grant that by your grace and favor you would accompany us through the path of our life and bring our baptisms to their completion. You who live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace i